Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles. Well, welcome to the First Things First podcast. Every week on the First Things First podcast, we have amazing and interesting, fascinating guests that uh, that share all kinds of amazing and fascinating stories. Today is no exception. The best thing, though, about the guests on our show is that the guests on our show, they're amazing, they're fascinating, they're interesting, and they also are probably your neighbors. So that's my favorite part. And today is no exception. Amazing, fascinating, interesting person. My guest today is... Tiffany Davis. So, hello, Tiffany. Well, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tiffany, if those of you who are members at First Shallow Water, been around First Shallow Water, you know Tiffany. She grew up in this church and uh, has been around for a long time. She was in the youth group at our church, served as an intern at our church. And uh, so lots of you have interacted and spent time around Tiffany before. And so, uh, and so you know a little bit about her, but, but for those maybe who don't know, or for those maybe who haven't uh, seen or talked to or heard from you in a while, tell everybody what you're up to. Give everybody the Tiffany, the essential Tiffany Davis update. Yeah. So right now I'm a student at Texas A&M University. I'm Mm. a pre-med student. Yes. Am I allowed to say whoop on the podcast? You're not allowed to say whoop on the podcast. I'll hold it in. (laughs) Um, But if you didn't, I grew up in Shallow Water my whole life, graduated from Shallow Water High School. Um, If you haven't been here since then, my kind of claim to fame now is my parents, Emily and Wally Davis. Yes. Known and loved, and I'm honored to be part of their family. Oh, they're good people. They're good people. And you have a sister. I do. I have a sister and a brother. Okay, good. Oh, have I met your brother? Okay, I met your sister. Have I met your brother before? You probably haven't. I don't think I have. He was in the Marines, and he just got out of the Marines and lives in Dallas now with his wife and his daughter. Oh, and so he hasn't nice. been back in a little bit. Very so. nice. Okay, but your sister lives in like She Wolford. lives in Lubbock. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. Well, so uh, so Wally and Emily, who, you're right. They're spectacular people. Yeah. So pretty great. Yeah. By the way, I've been trying to talk your mom into being on the podcast. Yeah. And keep getting the stiff arm. So you need to... I'll work some magic. Yes, and all of you guys listening to the podcast right now, if you know Emily Davis, you need to tell her, you need to be on the podcast, Emily Davis. Okay, She's phenomenal. Yeah, I agree with that. Totally agree. She, uh, Amy, my wife, and her big friends, and Amy loves your mom. So uh, grateful, grateful for her. So, well, I know it's mutual. Also, uh, singing before the podcast of how many bald pastures I've had at Chala Water. Yes. Yeah, you just have. want you to know. You're the next one. You have been super blessed. <laughs> To have some, like, so many pastors with a perfect human head. Mm-hmm. You know, Clinton Lowen, mm-hmm. Zach Holder, me. I mean, come yeah. on. That's, that's quite a blessing, Tiffany. Y'all should start a club. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would be a mutual admiration society <laughs> because those two guys are, like, really amazing guys. Yeah. So, um, okay, yeah. So, so Tiffany grew up here in the church. And, uh, and, and so what we do on the podcast every time is pretty simple. Uh, I just want to hear your story. So I'm also this, you should know this too. Part of me, part of me starting a podcast for our church was really totally selfish. Like this is just an awesome way for me to get to hear people's stories and get to meet people. Like I would be doing this anyway, whether there was a microphone here or not. Like I would want to, yeah, I would want to (laughs) hear, you know, about you and about your story, about your faith journey and everything else. But when, it, when we were thinking about it, I thought, 
but what would be awesome is for a bit a lot of other people are like me and would love to hear your story you know so um so that's just what we do we just kind of talk about uh who we are where we've come from what god has done in our lives so why don't you start just by tell us about your faith story how did you how did you come to faith in christ what did that look like talk about that oh that's such a fun question um (laughs) so as we've kind of mentioned i grew up coming to church in a wonderful family that loves the lord a lot yeah um, and I remember as a young age, like my mom's incredible. Um, so is my dad and was just really surrounded by a lot of people who loved Jesus really well. Yeah. And through that, they loved other people very well. Right. And I remember like being really young, trying to be kind and trying to love other people and just yeah. felt frustrated because it wasn't working out for me. <laughs> um, there was just some disconnect there. Right, right. Um, but then kind of realized, and I was pretty young, I was probably around six when I realized like the difference was Jesus mm-hmm. um, in their lives and the difference between my life. And right. I ultimately, like, I just wanted Jesus as my friend. Mm-hmm. And so I remember we went to the traditional service when I was growing up and okay. I remember yeah. sitting there. Because we used to have yeah, two con- services. Uh, t- mm-hmm. a contemporary service and a traditional service. Yes. Yeah. So I grew up going to the traditional service. Yeah. And so Gary was leading worship at the very end. And I remember just sitting there and it was dark and just asking Jesus into my heart to be mm-hmm. my friend. Yeah. And knowing that he was the missing piece in my life. Right. And even like I was six, so I didn't have the full picture right. of what the gospel truly meant. But until I'm in heaven with Jesus, I don't think I will ever get to that point. Right. That's true. So, but I got to see like after that, like I knew Jesus was my friend. And yes. after that, I was able to love people mm-hmm. never perfectly, but right. better because it was coming out of a love of through Jesus and not trying to be out of my own strength. Right, right, right. Yeah, so that was the moment of like surrender for you, where yes. you were like, I want for my life to be about this, about Jesus. Yes. So, man, that's so good. You know, sometimes we, I think a lot of folks who maybe aren't Christians, didn't mm-hmm. grow up in the church, uh, I don't think I, I don't think they always understand that that's, that is essentially what Christianity is. Like when they think about Christianity, they think about, um, you know, a way that you're supposed to act, you yeah. know, or... Uh, or a list of rules that you're supposed to follow. You know, I don't know that they, I don't know that they always understand that really, really, what Christianity is is just me surrendering my life to giving my life over to Christ mm-hmm. and saying, "Hey, do do something with this." You know, yeah. so this I belong to you. Th- that's really what it is at, at its foundation. And I, I don't know that everybody always understands that. You know, mm-hmm. but but you yeah. but even at six, you kind of had a an idea. Not a full concept of that, but I had an idea of what that was about. Is yeah, that right? for sure. Yes. Yeah. And I got to grow. Like, I think the exciting thing is, is I know that right when I, like at that moment when I was six, uh-huh. my salvation was secured and right. I'm still very secure in that salvation, yeah. but I get to grow in knowing the power of the gospel and what yes. it truly means. And like, I, the more I understand it, the more I get to walk in it. Right, right, right. And last year I heard a quote by John Piper and he said, death to life is never boring. Right. And that really stuck out to me because whenever, like at six, I wasn't doing drugs and like doing all these yeah. things that like a complete like 180 and everyone's like, whoa, her life radically changed. Right. But it was still very radical in the sense of I was very much dead at six and now I was yes. very much alive in Christ. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Hey, you. so you mentioned your parents, obviously, yes. and Gary, uh, who, by the way, Gary Kerner, those of you listening to the podcast, if you haven't had the pleasure of meeting Gary and Pam, like... I've only known him since I've been the pastor. That Gary is one of my favorite people in the world. Okay, yeah. he's such a loving, servant-hearted man. I'm so glad to know him. But um, who are some other people? 
maybe around that time in your life that were really pointing you to Christ at that at that point. Yeah. Were there other folks that were kind of doing that for you? Yes. I know Julie Batten was also one. Yes. That was really important because she's our children's minister and yep, she was yep. here back then. Yeah. Um, my grandparents were also really big into that. Yeah. Um, because I w- I've always been really close to them sure. and they've spoken a lot of truth into me as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just like, we have some awesome outside voices and I was super blessed by that. Just yeah. to be surrounded by people who love Jesus and loved me well through that. I think that's one of the awesome things about being in a, in a church, you know, we're called to be part of the body of Christ. And yeah. That's really what church is. Sometimes we think of church as like a building or but it's not really that. It's a collection of people, and it's and, and ultimately it's a body with Christ as the head, right? But the beautiful thing about it is that you're surrounded by all these people who are speaking truth and 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 love and life into you, and yeah. which is you know even if they didn't even know it at the time, yeah. or it was intentional. Like right. I was soaking it up, yeah. and it made an impact. Yeah. So okay, so going forward from there, like who are some people that were really. Uh, that were really involved in your life as you began to grow and as you began to understand what that looked like in your life? Yeah, so um, I think Carrie Williams was one. Yeah. Um, I was really close to um, her girls growing up and yeah. so got to see her a lot. Um, I had a very consistent Sunday school teacher named Elizabeth James okay. and she spoke a lot of truth into me. And yeah. um, once I got into the youth group, I became part of like the leadership court and okay. so got to be around Zach Colder and his family a lot. Yeah. And so seeing how Rebecca loved the Lord right. and through that loved her family really well and served us well was yeah. really impactful. Um, so those are some of the major people like up through high school right. that really made an impact. Yeah. the You know, I think I've had Carrie and Cayenne have both been on the podcast and, uh, and they're just, they're awesome people. I've so, I've so enjoyed getting to know that family, you know, so that's, that's good. You're, you don't have, you're not the only person with a Carrie Williams story. So that's a good, that's a good <laughs> Also thing. Roxanne St. Clair, let me also mention oh, Roxanne yeah. St. Clair was a big part of my last two years of high school. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. That's the good, good group of folks yeah. to <laughs> have, have shaped you and spoken into your life. That's really awesome. A lot of people to look up to. Yeah. Th- yeah. And you have a unique experience, at least from, from my perspective, like, you know, I moved around a lot when I was a kid. So, but you had this experience where you, you, you were here most of your life, yeah. you know? And so you have these people that, you know, they knew you from, you know, little kid all the way up to college student now, you know, which is, which is unique to me. Like I don't, I didn't have that experience. So yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. It's really fun. Like coming home from college. Cause some people like come and hang out with friends that they graduated with or things like that. But I didn't have a lot of super close friends in high school. Right. Um, but it's fun to come back because I'm always excited to come back to church here. And yeah. I tell my friends in college, like I get to come see the people who raised me, like all of them, because yeah. I consider there's a lot of people in the church who helped raise me outside of my family. Yeah. It takes a village. It really does. And, and having two girls of my own now, I understand how important it is to have this group of people around you who are, who are helping and who yeah. are pointing your kids to Christ. So that's really good. So, okay, so talk, if you would, talk about um, some some times in your life or some circumstances in your life that have really caused you to, to grow in Christ, to lean on Christ. Like, where have there been moments where the Lord really shaped you and grew you? Yeah, so I always, like, consider this, like, I made a 180 when I decided to follow Christ, but right. then he's drawn me, like, on like, little, like, 
bends in the roads yeah. <laughs> um, to get closer to him and on the right path. So just want to clarify, like if I ever say like I like turn like that like turned me, not all the way 180 because right. that was when I accepted Jesus. But one of like the major curves in my road, uh-huh. I'd say that drew me closer to Christ was um, the summer in between my junior and senior years of high school was just yeah. really impactful for yeah. my walk with Christ. Um, it was a busy one. I think uh-huh. we counted up the days that I was home and it was like, if you put them all together, it was less than two weeks. Whoa. Like I was gone all over the place. What were you doing? Um, I went to like a government camp through school. That okay. was kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, I went to super summer youth yeah. camp and I um, did a lot of basketball camps and mm. I went on a mission trip to Germany, which Whoa. was the coolest thing Yeah. I did in high school. That's awesome. But that was like, that really made a big impact on me because I went with an organization called I Go Global. Yeah. And Love Which them. is, uh, I go is, is it BGCT? Is that the BGCT or is it the Southern Baptist Convention that does I go? That I, is a question I, I, I cannot remember. answer. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a Baptist, it's a Baptist organization is yes. what I'm saying. And yes. they, and, uh, and so like our, the, the cooperative program money that we give goes to support yes. that. So that's really cool. Yes. And I'm actually still kind of working for them. Like yeah. I'm kind of on staff. And so like since that summer, like I've just haven't stopped partnering with them because of the impact that they made on my life sure. and because they like their slogan is short-term missions, long-term impact. Right. So the long-term impact is both on the countries they go to because they partner with local missionaries there, yeah. but also on students because they like put a heavy emphasis on training, not just mm. for the trip that you're on, but to come back and live your life on missions. And yes. so during that summer, especially with my training with IGO Global, I got to see the power of the gospel and my ability as an ambassador of Christ to be able to share that with people. And it totally changed how I came back and did school and approached friendships and right. is still lasting with me as I walk yeah. through college. Hey, so zero in on that. Like, talk, you, you go on this mission trip to Jordan, you come back, you've had this like life changing experience. So, so how did it change and impact you as a as a student, like we've got, I mean, we've got high school students that they're going to be listening to the podcast, parents of teenagers, right? They're going to be listening to this podcast. Yeah. So what, what, what impact did that have? How did it change how you, how you approach school and friendships and everything? Um, I think one of the like most evident things that it changed was when I became more confident in my ability to share the gospel okay. and they yeah. really taught um, about like that we have the joy, they call it the joy of the sower, meaning you sow seeds of the gospel and we don't only get joy whenever we see fruit from that. You get joy in knowing that any part of someone coming to know Christ or any part of the work that God has for you, we get to take joy in that, knowing that he's the one working and not us. And so I think coming back, it was just a lot of pressure off me because I just get to take joy in any part that the Lord asked me to do. And I know that it's in his hands and I was felt more equipped to share the gospel. Yeah. And I mentioned earlier that I didn't have a lot of close friends in high school, and that was very apparent to both my junior and senior years of high school. But those two years looked vastly different right. because my junior year, I remember just, I want to say feeling sorry for myself, but something similar of like, I felt how lonely I was uh, okay. and just how alone I felt Um and just kind of felt stuck in that. Yeah. But then coming back into my senior year, it wasn't about me. And I'm not saying that, in a, like that was truly the only the Lord working on my heart. But yeah. I came back knowing that I had the same amount of 
very little friends, yeah. but was able to come into school looking for other people who were sitting alone at lunch and talking to them right. and made friends of the kids who were moving into shallow water yes. and didn't know anybody and were quiet. And yeah. so just completely flipped my perspective of even if I am able just to love this person and show them Christ, whether I get to speak the gospel out loud or just love them and make them feel welcomed, right. like I get to take joy in that. And that is why I'm here. I'm not here to make friends on my own. I'm not here to be successful in my yeah. own way. Like I am here to show the love of Christ to the people that I'm around. Yeah, that's so that's so important because oftentimes like, and we do this without thinking about it, right? But But so many of our actions are about how what we, how we hope those actions are going to end up making us feel right. So, so we're like, I want to be friend. I'm going to be make friends with people so that I will feel less lonely. But ultimately like my action to go and make friends with somebody or talk to somebody or whatever else is about how I hope that eventually makes me feel. And when we start to really get the gospel and it's not about that, it really is about them. And it really is about Jesus then it t- first of all it takes a lot of the pressure off, right? And uh, and second of all, it just kind of becomes. Um, I mean, that's a that is a paradigm shift. That's a complete different way of viewing your life and thinking about it. So, yeah, that's that's some good truth right there. It made it a lot more fun too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you weren't trying to get anything right from anybody. You you were getting all that you needed from Jesus. Yes. All yeah. that you needed about your identity or about your acceptance, right? Whatever whatever those needs were that you had your junior year, you understood that all those things were flowing out of your relationship with Christ. You didn't need that from anybody else. Exactly. Which, anyway, gosh, I wish somebody would have told me that whenever I was in <laughs> high school. You know, I wish yeah. I would have learned that lesson that way when I was in high school. So, because I did not learn it until much later in my life. So, <laughs> so okay, so you have uh, junior and senior year, had uh and so i guess like that so your senior year that's what you felt like that that was just kind of like this really positive amazing experience to yes. kind of end your career until covid happened yes yeah. i was a covid graduate and so that's also something that like i was very thankful for that the lord put on my heart early in the year because i have and there's nothing wrong with this but i've seen people like walk through their senior year and then like the last few months like get like an urgency yeah for their classmates but the lord put that on my heart at the beginning of the year which i'm so thankful for yeah because my year got cut off that's right but praise God. Like I didn't have any regrets and I didn't leave anything till the end. Like the Lord, like put things directly in my path before that happened to wrap up my high school career, which was really sweet. Okay. So, so let's go back to that. So, I mean, cause we're getting your, it's like, you know, spring of your senior year. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh So uh, like spring break actually, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And you go home for spring break, and then while you're on spring break, and we all, you know, remember this, while you're on spring break, you realize we're not coming back, and then eventually we're not coming back at all. Yeah, and ever. That's how <laughs> that's how your senior year ended. I actually um, skipped my last day of high school ever because I didn't know it would be my last day of high school, <laughs> and that's the only day I intentionally skipped. <laughs> your whole high school career? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So and I assume it's because you were leaving early for spring break. Is that right? Is that um, my cousin was like, playing tennis oh, okay. in Loveland. And so I was like, what the heck? I'll skip. Just get a piece. It's, I'm just, a senior. A, it's just a day. Right. And then it, <laughs> it was done after that. So, okay. But no, no prom. 
no uh, right, no senior right, prom, right, no graduation ceremony. Oh, we did have. We were the first people to have graduation on Todd Field. Okay, because so you could do it outside. We did. Okay, that's good. It was very different, but it was that yeah. was also really cool because we were the first people to do that. Yeah, and you hadn't seen any of these people in right. the woods whenever. They're just waving from far away. <laughs> You're kind of guessing who it is. <laughs> that's awesome, but but that honestly, that was a really traumatic. Uh, in a lot of ways, situation for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So talk about you walking through that. Like, what did that look like for you? How did that feel for you? Honestly, this may be a hot take. I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But (laughs) I will also say that it was, I'm the last child at home. And so it was just me and my parents. And I think that was really sweet to move into college with because we got a lot of time together. I think my parents were ready for me to leave after that. They're like... (laughs) We're good. We've she can had, go. We've had um, enough. Tiffany. We've got enough. But like, especially for, I'd say like the big life things that happen your senior yeah. year, like especially prom. And I don't know, for me, it just wasn't that big of a deal. Okay. Um, I will say like back to the community, like Alana Hayes was awesome and yeah. kind of like adopted me as her senior. And so um, set up a chance for me to like put on, I got my prom desk on sale during um, spring break. So I already had my dress and then the world shut down. No. And so she let me like take pictures and Uh with a friend and then go to dinner. And so it was really fun and like kind of got to substitute, um, different memories, I guess you would say. Yeah. But also I just had the understanding, like this is my last year of high school, but this isn't my last year ever. Like I'm moving on to not better, but different things. I'm moving on to a different life stage. And so it's okay. Yeah. It's going to be all right. That's, that's, uh, I think that's a very important point, you know, and, uh, and for a, a lot of folks. Two, also, you had, yeah, you had these plans and stuff for the future. You had these ways that you felt like that the Lord was leading you. So, like, that was felt much more like a bump in the road. But, yes. but yeah. for other folks maybe who don't have that sense of, you know, God's got a purpose for me in the future, and I have these, these things that I'm kind of aiming at and going for in the future— it felt like the world stopped because yeah. they, they, weren't, they weren't seeing really anything yeah. much past that. My satisfaction in my high school career was not based on like finishing the year exactly sure. how I planned or going to prom, but like I knew my satisfaction was in Jesus and yeah. I knew like there's a lot more ahead of me. Right. So I don't need this. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Uh, it, it, to be honest with you, I think we're going to be unpacking the effects of all of that for a really long time. Like, I don't think we know how big of an impact yet yeah. that it's, it's going to have on, you know, because I think about kids who were in kindergarten when it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're still kind of picking up the pieces. For sure. And we'll be probably for a long time. So, um, but, and, and, you know, these big mile marker times in a person's life, you know, so my oldest daughter was a freshman in college. So, like, her, I mean, her college experience was jacked up completely, yeah. you know. Uh, and you know, and then I had a, a niece who was her senior year, mm-hmm. you know, graduated from college, and uh, and and for her there was a lot of big because she played basketball at Tech, so she was like on the court for the for the Big Twelve tournament, and they were like everybody off the court, you know, no and that's way. that was it for her basketball career, like r- like that o- over, you know, it, her college career. She's still playing, but but it was. I mean, it, that was crazy. It was mm-hmm. hard, you know? Uh, so I know that there's, uh, you know, th- th- that there was a lot that was traumatic about it. So it's good to, it's good to hear from somebody who's like, look, as, it wasn't easy, right? But, right? but there were all these amazing things about it. And, and, 
and it 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 it, it didn't rattle me, right? It didn't shake the foundation, you know. Yeah, that's good. For sure. That's good. Okay, so uh, what else is there? Uh, uh, is there any other? Uh, any other any other point in your life or, or circumstances you've been through, you feel like, man, God really grew me through that. I mean, how do you what? Because you you just you went to college, yeah. But college was still weird, right? <laughs> yes. You know, um, I will say, like, whenever you had texted me that, like, we would talk about what the Lord did. Like, I was like everything because we yeah. know that like he's a god who like he says that he will carry out to completion the work that he started so it's right. like how do i even answer this because i feel like everything <laughs> and he's still doing <laughs> and, it yes and he's still for sure this be, is yeah. not right. the last thing yeah. but um i think my freshman year of college was still like still like the covid it stuff was. um so oh i remember i was a dean of students at a university yeah. it was awful i wouldn't do that again it was crazy it was almost like a lot of people i'm not gonna say they had a bad attitude walking into college but like just different attitude than me i almost thought it was more fun because like i got to go in with being able to do very little and my college experience got to get bigger and bigger every year as we're allowed to get closer to one another yeah (laughs) but got to see a lot of what being friends with jesus is like my freshman year um, and then my sophomore year just walked through a lot of hard battles. And yeah. um, I got diagnosed with an eating disorder that in the middle of the fall of my sophomore year, um, which is not something that's unique to me. And so I know that like a lot of people walk through that, which doesn't make it less real, but it just right. means that other people are walking alongside you when you battle through things. But um, I just, it's almost funny how the Lord not funny in like a ha-ha way, but like he just like lines things up perfectly yeah. like only he can. And I started doing like a Bible reading and a year plan Okay. around then. And um, I'm still doing it. So it's more just now a Bible reading plan and not in a year <laughs> plan because we're still working on it. But um, I at that time, I got to read through um, the Old Testament, or it was like paired the Old Testament and the New Testament. But in the Old Testament, I got to see over and over that the Israelites would go into a battle. Yeah. And whenever they went by themselves, they were defeated. Mm-hmm. And But whenever they, like the two times that they would win is whenever the Lord specifically told them to go fight yeah. and that he had already won it for them, that they yeah. just need to be there. Or if they like kind of thought they wanted to go into battle and then they would invite the Lord in and say, okay, Lord, like the only way we're going to win is through you. Yeah. And through that time, like that was just so impactful for me because I felt like every single day I woke up and I was fighting a battle and the days that I fought by myself, just like the Israelites didn't Mm -hmm. go well. And so I had to learn constantly every single day to lay the battle before the Lord and know that he's already got it. And um, during that time, I got a tattoo on my foot. Um, I know this is a Baptist podcast, <laughs> but I did. Um, and it says something in Isaiah about writing that we're at the Lord's on our hands. So yes, I'm using that as, that's right. I now have it on my foot. There you go. Um, but on my foot says, how beautiful. Um, and I wanted to read where I got that. Yes, do it. Because the, I could tell you, but the word of the Lord is very good itself. Yes. Um, it's from Isaiah 52. Verse 7, it says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, Your God reigns. And I wanted that reminder on my foot just to know that, one, my beauty came from the Lord in me and the gospel. But also, like, the background to that is the feet of those that they're talking about are, like, they had bare feet, so their feet weren't pretty. But they would, like, if there was a battle one, they would run onto the 
mountaintop and proclaimed their king's victory. Uh-huh. And, and it's just a reminder to me that like, and when I got my tattoo, like I was still very in the midst of all the hard. Um, but I knew of the victory that my king had already done for me on the cross. Whenever he died for my sin, he died for my shame. And yeah. then he rose victorious over that. I knew that the rest of my life, my feet, I wanted my feet to be kind of beautiful because I was shouting on the mountaintop the, um, the victory that my king had already won for me and yeah. for everyone else. But then also knowing through that victory and be, being able to proclaim victory over that and victory into life, I was able to be invited into victory over this battle that I'm facing, whether it's that eating disorder or other battles that I face every day, no matter how big or small, I know that I can declare victory even before I see what it looks like in my life because I know of the bigger victory that my God has already won for me in the right. grave. Yeah, God, that's so good. That And that, honestly, that's what... That is what beauty is in the world, yeah. right? It's the b- beauty in the world. True beauty in the world is the love of God, the victory of God. That's what yeah. it is. And but we, gosh, we our culture has got so messed up uh, around what beautiful actually is, what beauty actually is, and 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 we think it's all these you know hundred million other things. But 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 the the real truth is the beauty is God's victory. You know, yeah. And, um, so gosh, yeah, I, uh, there's so that, that message is one that I feel like so many, but particularly like, you know, late teenage, early twenties people need to hear because you're struggling so much with your identity and right. you want so much to be like good or respected or, you know, beautiful, you know, desirable, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Right. And so you're looking for these qualities. You're trying to find them everywhere. And to to get to this place where you understand, hey, all of this, you know, all that's good, all that's beautiful, all that's worthy in the world is the the name of Jesus. And it's the victory that he is winning, has won. And so I just want to be attached to that. Right, yeah. That's, uh, man, that's some powerful, powerful truth. So, um, So like, let's say that you were to run into somebody who was struggling maybe with some of those same things that you were struggling with. Like, um, what would you want to say? Like, what advice would you give to somebody who was kind of walking through that, you know, in the middle of that struggle themselves? I think first of all, I would just want to give them a big hug (laughs) Um, to let them know that they are not alone and this is not something to be ashamed of um, because we, like Hebrew says that, our Jesus endured the cross despising the shame because that shame was what was put on us originally, but he took that and he despised it. And because of that, like he defeated the cross in that and sits at the right hand of the father. And that's the strength that we get to lean on. I would say that, um, our God delights in us. Yeah. And it says that in Zephaniah that he rejoices over us in singing. singing. Um, and there's nothing that we can do that, can take us away from that. I know that I struggled a lot with feeling like, especially when days that I felt were hard and that I wasn't doing well enough, that the Lord was just kind of sitting up there like sighing at me like, oh, she's doing it again. Yeah, he (laughs) was disappointed in me somehow. Yeah, but that's not it. And I, um, I've read the book. Have you read Gentle and Lowly? No, huh? Oh, it's so good. It's about, it's based off of Matthew 11, 28 through 30, when Jesus says like, come to me, all who are weary 
and like take my burden upon yourself yeah. because I'm gentle and lowly in heart. And in that book, the author talks about how um, like Jesus doesn't cringe at our sin in us. He hates our sin. Like sin is the thing that God hates the most, which is why he sent Jesus. Uh-huh. And we are what God loves the most, which is why he loves or sent Jesus. Right. And so in that, whenever we have sin, like the Lord isn't repulsed by that, but he draws closer to us yes. and allows us to draw closer because he knows that we're hurting in that. And so I think I would encourage that person to seek help, yes. to be open and honest with people about it. Um, it doesn't have to be everybody, but right. choose some safe people uh-huh. to walk alongside you, um, invite community in. Because yeah. if people are rooted in the gospel, whenever you open up about anything that you're struggling with, they will respond like Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus came to us yes. and loved us where we were at. And so not to be ashamed of or afraid of that or what people are going to say, but mm-hmm. to every day just wake up knowing that Jeremiah says, blessed is the one who um, trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him, that we get to be confident in the Lord. Yeah. Who never changes. Like right. if I'm confident in myself, I change all the time right. in my flesh. And so that's not steady. But if yeah. I put my confidence in the Lord every single day, that is where I get my strength. And mm. I know that that will never change. Um, and just keep living every day and do the next thing that draws you closer to the Father and leads you to recovery. Yeah, that's good. That's do the next thing. Yeah. We, we have talked a lot about that in my house, mm-hmm. you know, and... Uh, because the other thing that you can do is you want to just like snap your fingers and be right. through whatever this difficult thing is. Like you want, you want for it to just be over, you know? Right. And so it gets frustrating when you're dealing with it, you know, every day and you're, you know, you want to, you want to be on the other side of it so bad. Yeah. But, uh, but that, that word of wisdom of do the next, do the next thing that draws you closer to Christ. Like if we can just zero in and focus on that, the beautiful thing is that that God is not really necessarily so much a God of destinations as He is a God of journeys. Exactly. He, yeah. he, the journey that we're on, like that's the that's what He has for us, and and so sometimes those those steps that where we're just trying to get through them and get to the other side, sometimes that's where the that's where the best stuff is really happening. Yeah, and I I struggled a lot with that um, at certain points because I. Like, I'm not an expert on my Bible, but I've read it enough times and, like, know the character of my God that I knew that he could, like, he doesn't even have to snap his fingers, but he could, like, just say the word and I would be completely cured from this. And I had seen it in other people's lives and I knew that that was the power of my God and I asked for it. Yeah. Um, But that's not what the Lord had for me. And at one point I just kind of felt him say, hey, if you, if I had instantly got you out of this like what are like he specifically pointed out characteristics of himself and things that I needed to learn that I wouldn't have if we had just skipped mm-hmm. over it that if I had like just acknowledged the brokenness I was in and he like immediately lifted me out of it I wouldn't have been able to like walk through the valley with him yeah. and learn of seeing him fight for me or even inviting other people in and just like all these steadfast qualities of the Lord like I would not have gotten it from just skipping out on the journey and being right where I needed to like out of the brokenness of what that was. Yeah. So, okay, let's pause right there. And because there's somebody who's listening to this and that's it, that is exactly where you are. Like you are in the midst of a struggle and you've been praying about it and you have been working through it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a health issue. Maybe it's a, 
you know, uh, maybe it's mental emotional health, you know, uh, maybe, maybe it's a sin or an addiction that you're struggling with, but somebody, somebody is struggling. Okay. Right now you're in the middle of it and, and you, you're, you, you just wish that you could be over it <laughs> and, and, uh, and you don't understand why that healing hasn't come or that deliverance hasn't come like immediately, like the way we, we want it to come. And you're, and you're on the verge of just giving up, you know, uh, don't do that <laughs> because, because the Lord God is with you in the middle of the journey. In fact, he, like Tiffany just said, he draws close to you in the middle of that struggle. He draws close to you when, when you feel like you're failing and when, and when you wonder if you're ever going to be able to have victory, that's when he's drawn most close to you. And, and all of these steps that you're taking and all these paths that you're walking on right now, um, are revealing things to you about the character of God and revealing things to you about, about what God sees in you, about who he's created you to be. And, and none of this is wasted. Maybe that's the best. None of it is wasted. Yeah. We've, uh, like, yeah, w- w- I've had so many times in my life where, you know, that's been my journey too. And just thinking, Why? Do I continue, you know, and some of it's because I'm a bonehead, you know, but, <laughs> but some of it also is because, um, is because, you know, I'm on, a, I'm on a journey with the Lord God and, uh, and, and God is, God is, you know, methodically breaking off of me all of the vestiges of this world, you know, mm-hmm. and revealing the glory that he's placed in me and that, you know, and, uh, and, so anyway, so I don't want to short circuit that process. No, yeah, no. And it's so, like, it's so sweet of our God that he, like, the Bible says he's before us and he's behind us. So before us, he's already where there's victory. Yeah. And he is already in the spaces that are good. But he chooses to be with me when I'm walking through the hard. And that yeah. is some, like, that is a love that I cannot even imagine or begin to imagine that sure. he choose because he loves me he doesn't have to be in the heart with me like right. whatever the heart is he doesn't have to be there yeah. but he chooses to and he chooses not to only give us the big victory of christ on the cross which covers all the things yeah. or even the big victory at the end of whatever journey we're going on but he chooses to give it like walk with us in the midst of the heart and give us little victories every single day yeah. to show us that he's still there and he's still working and yeah. that is that's good yeah, that is very good. Gentle and lowly is the yes. name of the book. Okay. I can't so, remember who the author is. Well, I'll find it's it. Good. Okay, I'll find it and we're gonna put it a link to the book in the description of this episode so um so that you can go out and check that out because uh the you know, especially those of you who may be, you know, caught in a struggle right now and you're trying to you know, you're you're trying to find hope, uh trying to you know, trying to trying to see where the victory is. That that'd be a great book for you to check out. It'd be encouraging for you. That's really good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. That. Okay, so what about right now? What is the Lord? What is the Lord doing in your heart right now? What do you feel like you're learning right now? Right now, I am learning over and over and over again <laughs> how to um, make plans and dreams with the Lord very open handedly. Yes. Um, and this is not coming out of me just like knowing that that's the thing to do, but him like having to take things out of my hands and be yeah. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, is I think some examples would be like my graduation date has for um, undergrad has shifted a lot. And so having to stay open handed with that and what my right. class schedules look like, even like it's only been about a year since I've started pursuing the medical field. And okay. so even being open handed with 
what that looks like. And I think it's a, it's a surrender every single day of like, I think sometimes I get caught of like, I make a plan in my head. I'm like, wow, that was really good. Do you hear that God? That just makes sense. That should happen. (laughs) But I want to trust that the Lord knows what's best for me and I don't know what's best for me. (laughs) And so just like seeing changes uh, in my plans as a opportunity to rejoice that the Lord's got it and his plan is for his glory, which Mm -hmm. if it's for his glory, then it's for my good. Yeah. And um, I just get to trust him when things change. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of change going on in your life, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So positive change, generally speaking. Yes. Um, I think, yes, because it's mainly just with my like plans of like when I'm going to take my MCAT, where I'm going to go to school. Like there's just a lot of unknowns and changed expectations for like maybe what friendship looks like or um, what ministry or serving in my church looks like. Just right. a lot of things when I think that I have it all figured out and this is what looks good for me yes. has to change and leaning into the Lord of like, that is not, change is not failure for me. That is not because I did something wrong. Yeah. But the Lord has wants to point me somewhere else. And so he has yeah. to shift me and turn and, me. And for a person maybe with, with your personality, change does sometimes feel like failure. Like I wasn't I'm a perfectionist. Yes, right. That's what I was <laughs> yes. getting at, right? So so when when things don't work out the way that you had it mapped out in your head, then it feels like, oh gosh, the I've done something wrong or the world is ending. Exactly. Or, yeah. Okay. Yes. And, and I would say, so I, tell me if I'm right about this, but it sounds to me like you're describing change, but it also sounds to me like you're just describing unknown. Yeah. Like just not being able to say definitively here's what's coming up next or when Does, is that right is that fair yes i think it's that into like what my mind does in that is like if there's an unknown i try to stick a note to it like yeah okay then this yes and i just like try to like put a label on it right but then the label changes because i'm putting it blindly on yeah you're, there's no logic or <laughs> yeah. reason to just throw yeah. a label on it yeah but i also know that in psalms it says that um the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Yeah. And that's just the next step of like, yes. I don't have to know yeah. what's in three steps or 10 steps. Like just I just one. get to take the next one. Yes. And, but I also think it's, it's really sweet of the Lord that like he gives me a mind and a heart to dream and plan yeah. with him, but he wants to be in the midst of the planning and the dreaming with me while yes. I hope it open-handedly and say, right. Hey God, this is what's on my heart Yeah, and I'm giving it to you. And mm-hmm. I think this would be really cool. But ultimately, I want your best for me because your best is going to be the very best. Yeah, yeah. I, so I really like the way that you described that because like the Lord could just say, here's what's going to happen in your life and just slap it on us, right? <laughs> yeah. you know? But he doesn't do that. He, right. he is in the midst of all of that dreaming and planning and yeah. everything with us, which is, you're right. That's really beautiful. I haven't really thought about it that way, but that's really beautiful that he does it that way. And and he wants to hear, yeah. What what we think we want, you know. Even when you know, like it's kind of like, it's kind of like whenever whenever I was a kid and I, you know, told told my parents that I wanted to be a you know professional football player for the Dallas Cowboys. Did that you know? work out? Yeah, no, it didn't. Hit clear, <laughs> clear, 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 not even close. Just to wanted to out. check. I yeah, just wanted yeah, to ask. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but they listened to that. Like they. Right. They didn't, they were just like, that's stupid. You know, like they, even though they knew I was never going to play football for the Dallas Cowboys, they, they were in that with me in that dreaming and they wanted mm-hmm. to cultivate that dreaming 
and that planning in me. They didn't want to squash it. Yeah. Um, but they were also, in the meantime, kind of guiding me and directing me. And, you know, so... Yeah. Uh, so maybe it's kind of similar to that times a million, but but you know what I mean? Maybe kind of similar to that. that here's this, the Lord God lovingly hearing our heart and still kind of guiding us to where he wants us to go. That's, yeah. yeah, that's cool. I have really, that's the first time I've ever thought about that way of describing it. So thank you. Yeah. I have learned from you today, Tiffany. You have, you <laughs> I'm have, honored. That's right. You've taught me today. So I'm sure that'll make it into a sermon illustration at some point. Someday I will share that and I'll make sure I, I give get you credit. royalties? You will. You will. Okay, thank you'll you. get, you'll <laughs> get, uh, you'll get uh, like 10% of whatever I make well, off the sermon. How really about that? it's really just the Holy yeah. Spirit. So. Yeah, that's right. But I'll, I will. If you get I'll a tip, I do, like if you get a tip from that sermon, that's I right. want to be a part of that. I get those all the time. Oh, like, I'm so oh, sure. Yeah, so yeah, sure. All the time. <laughs> but uh, but I will, what I will say is I, I just want to say to everybody that the, Tiffany Davis told me this. I will say that. How about <laughs> well, that? Well, That's fair. That's fair. So it's also fun to talk to you because, because you, you and my daughter are so similar. <laughs> you and Carson and your personalities, oh, I love her. you're very, very. And so anyway, well, I do too. Right. So, oh, mm-hmm. so when I'm talking to you that, that that's awesome too. Cause I'm man, I love Tiffany because, because I love Carson and you guys are a lot alike. So that's really good. Well, I'm so, honored to be counted like, her. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's pretty great. But uh, but I just think about you know, uh, and I think there's a lot of people. We're, there's a we're a women's we're starting a women's Bible study um, that's about control uh, and actually <laughs> and uh, the cost of control is what it's called. Yeah. And uh, and I just I think that there are a lot of gosh there's a lot of men too who need that study. But but I would say there's a lot of us who are Christians who we struggle with that. Mm-hmm. We we really struggle to let go. Uh, and, and to what, well, like you said, to bring our plans or our hopes or whatever open handed to the Lord. That doesn't mean we don't make plans. Right. And it doesn't mean we don't have hopes and dreams for the future, or whatever. But, but, but that we, we bring them open handed to the Lord. Yeah. And we have a hard time with that. A lot of yeah. us do. And I think something that's really cool about open hands is like whenever. Even I, I still get caught thinking this way, but when I think of coming to the Lord with open hands, I'm thinking about all the things that he could take out of it. Right. But when it, like when my hands are open, he can add things. He can too. also put things in it. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's good, man. I love that. I'm going to use that too. I'll, I'll <laughs> give you credit. But but yeah, that when your hands are open, he can not only take things out, he can always put things in. So, yeah. But that's just, it's human nature though for us the things that we already think we have in our possession, which mm-hmm. really we don't have anything in our possession, but the things that we think are in our possession are under our control. We're so, we want to, we don't want to lose them. We want to hold on to them. We want to grasp onto them. Mm-hmm. And it's just human nature. And so much of our relationship with the Lord is him reminding us, Hey, first of all, none of this really belongs to you right. anyway. Uh, but second of all, if you'll let me, you know, I can, I remember my mom used to tell me this story. I was maybe two or three years old and we went to the zoo for the first time. By the way, I'm a total zoo nerd. I love, love to go to the zoo, okay? But this is my first time to go. And so the first thing we did, we walked in and I don't remember what was first. Maybe it was the tigers that were first. And I was fascinated. You know, I was holding on to the bars. I was like, 
gosh, this is a tiger. It's amazing, you know. And I was just so excited about the tiger. And my mom was like, okay, Brad, now we're going to go look at the lions. And I was like, no, I want to look at the tiger. This is amazing, you know. My mom was like, come on. And she literally had to peel my hands off the bar and drag me screaming to the lions. And when I got to the lions, I was like, lions you know what i mean (laughs) hands on the bar so that was my mom's experience with me the first time i went to the zoo like peeling me off of every exhibit to get me to the next one it was torture for her but that's how i live my life yeah i want to grasp onto whatever it is that's right there in front of me and the lord's like look i've got more if you'll just trust me and you'll let me lead you i've got so many things i want to do and so many things i want to show you but we have a hard time doing that. Yeah. I think my prayer for, especially this year, as we're kind of stepping, still stepping into the new year, um, which may be in my mind that it's the new year for a really long time. Yeah. It takes me months to write the correct <laughs> date on things. But is that I would like, like in your example of like the zoo, that the only thing I'm clinging to is Jesus. Because right. like I want to want him more than anything. I think that's been my prayer for the past few weeks is that no matter what I'm asking the Lord for, I end it with like, but more than that. I just want you so that like I can look at the tires and the leggings and I can be in awe and love that. Yeah. But my I'm, I'm holding I'm your holding hand. You. Yeah. Yeah. I'm holding my what I'm clinging to is your hand. Yeah. You take me where you want me to go. That's good. Okay. That's good. Well, gosh, Tiffany, thank you so much for spending uh some time with us and we're gonna um we're gonna be praying for you as a, a missionary emissary to Aggie land down there, just uh, if you could just, you know, spreading the good news of the kingdom among yeah, amongst yeah, yeah. the Aggies. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing that you're doing down there. Uh, but it's seriously, we're really uh, thankful that you were able to spend some time with us today and, and also thankful for uh, the testimony um, that this church has in your life. Yeah. So I'm, I'm grateful for that too. And I think oh, me too. <laughs> it's really, I think it's really awesome. If you, if yeah. you don't have a church home, uh, those listening to the podcast, if you don't have a church home, let me just say, First Shallow Water is pretty great place. It's a good place to be. Yeah. So well, it's not perfect. No place is perfect. Right. But there are a lot of people here who will love you like they loved Tiffany and will uh, and will speak truth and life into you and into your uh, loved ones. And so uh, just want to throw that out there yeah, yeah. as a suggestion. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today and praying for you as you're in school and and dealing with all of the unknowns and uh, and uh, is, uh, have every confidence in the world that God's got big plans, big dreams for you and for your future. Well, praise God. Thank you so much for letting me be here. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us on the podcast today. Make sure you check back in in the future and uh, we'll have another podcast, another amazing, interesting, fascinating person who could be your neighbor right here next week. But until then, we'll see you around town. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you around town.